Have you ever sat and asked yourself, what if Bioshock Infinite sucked? Well, we've got the answer to that today. Adrian's going to update us on his Kerbal Space Program 2 adventures. Timestamps down below. Let's get rolling. Sweet. So, yeah, uh, Bioshock Infinite is a terrible game. We're talking about to Atomic Heart. What a hot load. <laughs> My God. I am angry at how bad this fucking game is <laughs> so uh as you some of you may know atomic heart uh recently came out on game pass thank god it came out on game pass and i 100 percent recommend that if you are going to try this game please do not spend the money on it and just try it on game pass yeah actually we we had mentioned this before on the podcast at one point i know i did um this is one of those rare situations where if for some reason you feel compelled to try this game for the love of god subscribe to game pass ultimate for a month to try it because you will be so happy you didn't waste your money yeah. um there are people that are saying this is a good game i can't imagine what the hell they're thinking yeah, yeah. so why don't you lead off with the stuff that you were talking about yeah so I I gave this a go basically on uh, the launch day and I after slogging through what is by far and away probably the most boring freaking intro sequence to a game I have ever endured it was literally and longest and longest, longest yeah, yeah. It, it was like literally 30 35 to 40 minutes long something like that and the only kind of gameplay <laughs> gameplay that you have in this section is you are literally walking. Yeah. And you are stuck in a freaking paddle boat for a good 10 minutes of the game, just listening to people around you talk and whatever. And you're talking to your little glove thing and you're seeing all this crap floating around, all these little flying islands, which we'll talk a little bit more <laughs> about later. Yeah. Um, and then from this paddle boat section, you are forced into like just walking to another pre selected area eventually getting to a tower that you go to the tower you go all the way up to the top floor to get a key to a freaking car and then go all the way back down get in the car and then you're stuck in a flying sequence a really freaking long flying sequence crazy long insanely long yeah. and then the proverbial shit hits the fan and then oh you're thinking to yourself hey yes i can finally play the game and yeah you kind of do <laughs> you kind of do you get a brief glimpse and a small little taste of just how crappy the melee combat is. Yeah. Which, by the way, is um, most of what you're going to be doing in the game. Uh, so, full disclosure, uh, I played the game for about 45 minutes to an hour, which means I played for maybe 10 minutes. Um, Chad, you played further than I did, but still only a few hours. Yeah. So, so we have experienced the game but we have not beaten the game or god i'm never going to because why the hell would you yeah <laughs> uh so some of what we're talking about has come from reviews online um certainly the the bulk of it is from our first hand experience but i wanted to be i wanted to be clear we have not played through the entire game so um my understanding is that because ammo is very rare in the game most of the time you are going to be using essentially melee combat and uh God, it's terrible. So, Which, okay, so that really puzzled me because when you start the game, you're literally surrounded by dead soldiers. Yeah. So, like, 
okay, it's one thing to find a convenient fire axe, uh, just kind of leaning up against a pole or something. Like, great, okay, that's lucky, I guess, right? Well, like, it, none of these soldiers so, had a pistol in their freaking holster or a gun laying around anywhere. Well, it's so much worse than that because, like, the entire so so. Let's backtrack a little bit here. So the game is set in an alternate present slash future where the Soviets won World War II. They discovered limitless energy or AI that then discovered limitless energy or whatever. They have AI and they have just crazy amounts of energy. So flying cities, flying gadgets, flying TV screens, everything, all of this stuff. And yet there's somehow a fire axe kicking around. It's like I'm I something tells me. If you've got all this technology, you probably don't have a lot of fire axes just sitting around. Mm. I, I wouldn't. Mm. You know, at least give me like a billy club or something instead of a <laughs> fucking fire axe. Like who the <laughs> hell thought that was an appropriate weapon? Yeah. So I, anyways, you pick this up. First thing I do, there's a pig running around. And because I'm, I'm a bit of a sadist when it comes to these games, first thing I do is kill the pig. Took like six fucking swings with the axe. It, it wasn't. I think it was four. But still, it's like... You're like an old man with this axe. You're slow. It doesn't do much damage. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, and then, so so you get to play for, I'm going to say, 30, 45 seconds. Yeah, you literally walk down a street. You maybe fight three or four robots, which it takes four four to six hits to kill a pig, and it takes two hits to kill these yeah. freaking robots. Yeah. Makes, makes perfect weird. sense with a fire axe, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then you, you, like, literally, you walk down the street, make a left, and you're, boom, forced into another uninteractable cutscene. Yeah, and so so that's actually, that cutscene is as far as I made it into the game. So that gives you an idea of how much I played this game. Uh, I, I did log back in shortly. I played a few more minutes just to give it another shot, but, like, that's basically where I rage quit the game. Um, and there was a handful of reasons. So on my list of things that destroy games... Unskippable cutscenes that are too long, mm -hmm. which are criminally irresponsible in video games. Video games are not movies. They are never movies, unless they're full motion videos like yeah. like Her Story and, and Immortality. Uh, not being able to jump, which during the entire introductory sequence for 40 minutes, you cannot jump. You do eventually, you can eventually jump. You can't <laughs> run, but you can jump. <laughs> Uh, and your and the game stealing agency from you playing the way that you want. And this was actually we haven't actually talked since uh, since I played since we first talked about Hogwarts. And I'm actually going to talk about Hogwarts in a little bit too because it had some of these problems as well. But the first thing you get to do in this game, you approach this this outhouse which has a, a robot in it, which is obviously going to attack you. It, Obviously, it's yeah. still there. It's going to attack you. Yeah. Instead of hitting it with your axe, you are forced by the game into this stupid cutscene where it. I'm not sure why you're looking down the shitter hole of an outpost in the first place, but that's what the cutscene is. So there was a bunch of bodies down there. Yeah, but wh why so, are you investigating that? Like, yeah, it, yeah. It didn't make any sense to do that in the first place. And then meanwhile, instead of like yanking the robot out of it or hitting it with the axe or anything else, no, no, just gingerly move its leg aside. And then of course it attacks you yeah. and you're forced into this, oh, the robot's choking me out and everything else. I, I rage quit. I was like, this is the dumbest game I've ever played. Yeah. Literally yeah. the dumbest game I have ever played. Yeah. Uh, and, and 
I cannot imagine anyone getting past that point in the game without just feeling that it was complete garbage. I did. I, well, I mean, I thought it was garbage. <laughs> I was going to say, you kept yeah. playing it. I kept but... playing it, but... Um, yeah, like, the second you hit the interact button, like, which uh, is right bumper on uh, the Xbox, Yeah. Um, the second you hit that, you're, boom, you're in this cutscene. And it's like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, me personally, it's like, yeah, open the door. Oh, there's a robot there. Well, clearly it's an enemy. Hack, 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 right? Of course. But... Once you get once you get stuck into that cutscene, you're again forced into like a ridiculously long. And this is like like a developer trick for like loading and shit. So they prolong certain things so that it goes on for like an extended period of time. So you're going on this descent into this freaking elevator, and it's just taking forever until you finally get into this bunker again surrounded by dead soldiers and conveniently enough not a single fucking one of them has a gun or a knife or, or anything, anything that grenades, would make sense fucking like so here you are carrying around this axe good old trusty axe i mean you finally i finally you finally do get a gun it's a shotgun but you only get like a limited like i think you have seven rounds or something in it by the way you're you're surrounded by future meta materials but the axe has a wooden handle just just FYI. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I got a bit further in until I uh, encountered the uh, the the uh, vending machine that raped my character. Yeah. I kid you not. This vending machine uh... talks way overly sexual. Yeah. About what it's doing to you. Um, I'm not going to repeat it because no, there's no. no point, but it's just weird. This machine uh, gives you upgrades after you hack it. Yes. Okay. Oh, I don't like that. So, so I think that that's actually why some people are giving it good ratings is because it like appeals to uh, their fetish, and and I'm not gonna judge that, right? Like, if that is what you want out of a game, that's fine. But that is not what this game was sold as. That's nope. not what it was advertised for as, and it's not what they claim it to be. Mm -hmm. If they had said like, "Hey, we made a robo porn game," I've been like. Cool, I'm not gonna play that. Yeah. And also it wouldn't have made it on Game Pass. But <laughs> that's not what they said they did. They said they made an open world RPG, which it's mostly not. Uh it's terrible. You have no agency. From the very open of the game, your character is just a whiny dickhead who's arguing with his AI glove, which for some reason that part of the AI doesn't turn evil. I'm not quite sure why it doesn't, but it's all there is no redeeming quality to this game yeah and the voice acting which oh, which God. was what you actually so so the reason i played this game chad sent me uh i had no intention of playing it i hadn't heard of it i knew nothing about it but chad sent me a message talking yeah. about how bad the game was and specifically calling out the fact that like the voice acting is just atrocious and it is and the scripting and everything is just just atrocious yeah. um so I picked it up from Game Pass because I don't care about that stuff. I legitimately do not care if the voice acting in a game is bad or anything else. It doesn't impact my experience. So I was like, I'm going to be the devil's advocate. I'm going to download this game. I'm going to I'm going to try it out. I'm going to be like, I don't care about any of what you just said. Show me the good parts of the game. Well, fuck you, guy. <laughs> just just for the sake of balance right yeah. just just so that you could come in and rant and and i would be like all of that is true you're 100 right but the, co the combat is good no 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 
no redeeming qualities. <laughs> this <laughs> game is garbage. It was funny because Chad sent that message, and like an hour and a half later, Adrian yeah. sends this wall of text, and it's just My... the angriest text message from him I've ever seen. And I mean, to be fair, for the most part, that's usually how our relationships worked. Whereas, like, if I had an issue with something, you would always come in as like the yin to my yang or whatever, saying like, "Yeah, okay, but yeah." So there was always that kind of argument. But this is like, th there isn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I like to try and figure yep. out, like, even in the Nintendo episode which we just aired uh, last week, um, I, I like to try and find the like, yeah, what they're doing is super stupid and everything else. But if you mm. frame it in this light, you can see why they got there. Yeah. And you struggled even with that one, too. Yeah, I couldn't find it for <laughs> Nintendo either. But okay, this is the this is my response after Chad. So Jesus fucking Christ, you weren't kidding. <laughs> Atomic Heart is unplayable bullshit. I'm actually a little angry that a sizable number of people clearly gave the go ahead to launch what an obvious steaming pile of shit. Yeah. And yeah. that was that was after I downloaded the game specifically to find the good parts yeah 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 because the thing that bugged me like i i know you said it didn't bother you but if if i'm playing a game in an alternate russia yeah. like even if the so the main character the voice actor for the main character is basically the same guy that did the voice work for v in cyberpunk sounds that, exactly yeah. the same okay so you're 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 a russian soldier or whatever and you're walking around and you're talking like this. Hey, glove. Hey, you know, give me. And he's a whiny bitch too. Hey, eh? that was what bothered yeah. me was the fact. I, I hate when games force me to play a character that's not yeah. the sort of character I would ever play. Yeah. But the thing is, like, and just all of the just everybody sounded American. So I'm I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, man, like, just that tiny little bit of immersion, you know, like, even if, even if. Even if they all talk like this, you know, and it's still in English, but you can tell that they're Russian, you know, yeah. just even that, just that, that little, yeah. little freaking bit of immersion that like, you any, know, any sort of Slavic accent. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Like there's, there is like everywhere you look on every freaking sign you see on, on these huge, like on the huge building that you walk into at the beginning, it's all in Russian, like. Yeah, Russian uh, text. Cyrillic. And, Cyrillic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you look at it, and then, of course, the little pop-up, English pop-up, comes up over top of it, blocking it all, saying, like, this is what it says in English. It's like, oh, okay, that's not what it says, but you, you get my drift. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but so... like, in, just the immersion... I wasn't... It didn't immerse me in it, because, one, like I said, the main character sounds like a fucking douchebag. <laughs> yeah, so so I want to say a couple things here. First of all, uh, they offer different language packs. You, if, if you play it in Russian, I am told that it is, you know, obviously appropriate, because it, it's Russian. Yeah. Um, I, I think that either they have said that they're going to add a mode, or somebody has made it so you can, or maybe it just out of the box, although you said you couldn't do this. Uh, being able to set it to Russian uh, language, but then English subtitles would probably work. I didn't see an option for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure it exists because yeah. they're in different language packs. So I, mm -hmm. I don't think there's any way to mix them, but mm -hmm. uh, they could add a way to do that. And that would that would help with immersion. I also want to say that despite the fact that I don't care about this, I am in the minority. Most people I was I was reading from reviews and otherwise agreed with you, Chad, 100%. Mm -hmm. but the only reason I said that was because it doesn't bother me. I'm I'm in the minority here, but it doesn't bother me. So I was like, cool. 
I'm going to go in and I'm going to ignore all the things that you just said because I don't care. And yep. I'm going to find the good. St- no, no, yeah. there's no good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but you are absolutely right. Like, I noticed that it was terrible. And it is. It's atrociously bad. Um, like, they could have just had the some Russian people who speak English, of which there are a few, mm-hmm. do, the, do the vocals, right? Yep. Like, yeah. there was no reason to do yep. it the way that they did it. And considering even, like, they they didn't change the radio stations in the car to yeah. English language radio at all. They were all still in in Russian, like mm-hmm. it would be in the Russian version of that. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing, like we we talked about, I talked a little bit about it with the axe. Um, but basically, you're you're presented with this backstory of how the world came to be and how the Soviet Union solved AI and energy, and it's this glorious paradise and everything else. And then immediately after the intro, because you're just starting to think, you're like, oh, that's kind of a cool world. Okay, it's propaganda and everything else. But, like, there's lots of American propaganda games. That's fine. I can rock on. Uh, Immediately after the intro, none of that really exists anymore. And it's all just, like, robo-sex stuff, which, Mm -hmm. like, again, like, no judgment if that's your thing. Rock on. But that is not what the game was sold as. I also found, too, because I just sat on the couch with Chad watching him play, and... um, I found all of that, the propagandist type stuff in there, it was, wasn't presented very well. It was very clumsy. It was, it was just info dumping, but there wasn't anything to grab your attention for it. So I kept finding myself spacing out and I'm, and I'm one that loves lore and backstory to everything. And I just was like, this is not presented in a way that's interesting in any way. Like, even if it was just some dumb slideshow or something, just something to grab your attention. There was nothing. It could have been a one-minute video that explained it better mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and would have been much more engaging. Like, even a lot of the architecture uh, in the floating cities, which, by the way, the trailer kind of... Uh, the trailer, what a tease that is, because throughout the entire intro, yeah, that's that's all you're going to see, those floating cities. Yeah, yeah. So, well, again, we have not played through the game, but based on what I read from others, essentially your you're shown this gorgeous futuristic city and everything else. And then it's like, okay, forget everything we just did and talked about. Now you're going to be stuck in small claustrophobic levels, a lot of it indoors. And yes, it's technically open world, but not really. Cause none of that matters. Mm. Um, now that's one place that I will play devil's advocate on. Uh, I think their goal, this is what I was saying at dinner and stopped myself. I think the goal with the open world, to be fair to them, was to leave themselves a lot of room for uh, DLC in the future. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I think their goal was to provide a main quest mm-hmm. and then later backfill it with, with DLC. Yeah. Problem is, I can't imagine anyone actually caring to go back and no. play it. Yeah. So. And, and going back to the uh, like the immersion bit of it, like even like the architecture in the game, like on the... Like, holy cripes there is so many statues like just oversized huge statues well, of people and i mean that's, that's also russia <laughs> no yeah. but you know what i mean though like it's just it's like it's it's everywhere and i'm just like okay great and like if you could walk up to it and just be like oh this is so and so and blah blah blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay well that all right cool yeah well that's kind of you don't get that no that's kind of what i mean about the it's open world but it's not is like yeah. everything i looked at and everything i read about it because again i only played it a little bit after i rage quit um that's exactly the problem is like most games that are open world rpgs even things like hogwarts legacy Mm -hmm. you you go and explore and you can find little 
nooks and crannies that are cool and they have little easter eggs about like maybe a, a plaque that talks about the the first ai revolt or something none no. of that mm-hmm. there, there doesn't appear to be anything in terms of like story yeah. except the clumsy bit of uh exposition that it talks about in the first little bit of the game mm-hmm. when you're too bored to listen yeah. you find a few audio logs here and there that just it just you know uh when the machines revolted and all that stuff and there is some uh like on some computer terminals you can read like emails and stuff but yeah by that point after slogging through a a 40 45 minute freaking intro sequence and you know three skip unskippable cutscenes where i had no agency it's like i don't care i really just want to play this fucking game did you see those yourself like, oh yeah so, i looked so them, yeah. with when we played the division we both really liked those sort of things in the division when that mm-hmm. first came out how would you say they compared to that they didn't no they were just they were just emails you know uh some of them referenced the old lady that you run into at the outhouse yeah and just like what who she was and whatever and then the other ones are just you know like oh keep this person in quarantine blah 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 and just it just it doesn't add anything to no. to flavor the world. That's the impression I got from from reading what other people had written on the subject was like, yeah, there's there's some backfill, but it's not really to like rich in the story. It's more to like, hey, we didn't bother explaining what was going on at the time. So if you care, we added some back some backstory so that you can kind of retroactively understand what mm-hmm. happened to you. Yeah. What I'd be interested in is like. Give me, give me like a data store. Give me a museum that I can walk into that has like holographic like narratives that explain the the way that the the how the war ended and everything. Give me something. That's funny yeah. you say that because in the Horizon Forbidden West, there's literally a museum yeah. with leftover mm-hmm. holographs. That that's part of how you learn about yeah. the war before everything went away. So rock on. Yeah. And, and they could have done that here. Yeah. Like it would have been one hundred percent appropriate for the world and everything yeah. else. Well, uh, and, and appropriate for like the Soviet Union, uh, yeah. like the way that it would have evolved. The same mm-hmm. as like the giant statues and everything else. Mm-hmm. Like they would have created a, a thing. It would have been you know propagandized and everything else because I, like even apart from I think the game was a little propagandized, but also just in keeping with the way the Soviet Union worked, mm-hmm. it would be propagandized. But like that's cool. Give me that. Add to the immersion. Add to the backstory. Yep. Make it cool. Nothing. No, none of that no. shit. The combat sucked. the The movement sucked. The world sucked. The graphics weren't even that good. People were shitting themselves about the graphics. Which, to be fair, what they showed a year or two ago when they had all the ray tracing turned on and the RTX stuff turned on, uh, looked better mm-hmm. than what they actually released. But yep. During the one cutscene where well, the one of the cutscenes where the where the guy gets knocked down, uh, like his his beard hair is like faded on my PC at least, and I had the settings at ultra. Uh, beard beard hair was like phasing in and out of reality because they they was clipped badly, and it's like this is this is within the first like two minutes of actual playtime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this these, these graphics aren't good. Yeah. And this is why I, 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 I compare it to Bioshock Infinite. And I say, you know, the, right off the bat, because I wasn't immersed in Atomic Heart, like because of the setting, the, the voice acting on, and just yep. forced, you're not actually playing it. It 
sucked me out of it almost right away. Whereas Bioshock Infinite had that charm and that mystery of like, okay, what's, you know, what's, what's so special about this girl? And like, holy crap, how can she do that? And then just how that evolved, like it made you want to keep playing. Like this, I didn't want to keep playing it at all. Like I literally, like when I finished that intro and I got to the street, I shut the damn thing off because I turned to Sarah and I said, I, I'm done. Like, I can't, I'm going to have to come back to this because I literally just slogged through like 40 minutes of well, fucking it, bullshit. Narratively, it didn't give you any stakes. No. There was no. no reason for you to care that the AI had just gone rogue. No. Other than the fact that it was trying to kill you. It's like, cool. Well, yeah, you made the cutscene try and kill me. But as a player, I don't care. No. Like. I don't care that it's going rogue. I don't even understand where it came from in the first place. I don't understand how it works or anything else or how I'm supposed to fight against it with a fire axe. Like, you've given me no reason to care about what you're telling me to do. Yeah, and if we're going to continue with the comparisons with Bioshock Infinite, you don't have that right away either. Like, it's a job for him to go and get this girl. Sure. And the stakes to save your life build as you're going through the game like you don't have them right away but as people start going crazy and start attacking you that's where your stakes come from but it doesn't just happen all of a sudden for no reason whatsoever i think in the same way but as... columbia was immersive like yes. in infinite the world of columbia was immersive like walking down the street and seeing the barbershop quartet just appear on a floating platform singing it's like yeah. oh shit and then you stop and you listen to them sing and it's incredible like they they're they were i think they basically did um barbershop versions of like popular songs so mm -hmm. i think there was a billy joel song in there somewhere mm -hmm. at one point if i recall i can't remember but like things like that like it it's like oh crap okay that was cool and then you keep walking and you see like little hints of things from like that time period that the developers put into the game so yeah some of it is uh you know a little risque but sure sure but yeah it it made it look like the utopia they said it was yeah and then it showed its dark underbelly yeah. it, it, with time it yeah. was a proper game with like open world stakes where it, like i don't consider it particularly open world at all but like it had the same charm as an you you if you pushed the edge a little bit there was stuff to discover with this, if you pushed the edge a little bit, there was bullet sponge enemies that added nothing to the overall story. Yep. It. I have not been this angry. About, like I'm. I'm not angry that I played the game. I'm angry that the game exists. Like this. This game actually, the fact that it got released pisses me off because it means that there is a large group of people, all of whom lack even a touch of common sense. Yeah. Nobody in that group at any time said, hey, guys, we're about to l release just literally the worst game that's ever been made. Maybe we shouldn't. And that scares me a little. Like, that's really bad. I mean, it, mm. yeah. It's, it bothers it's, me. It's right up there with the release of Cyberpunk when it first came out, too. It's just, it's the corporate greed of pushing something out when it's not ready or just thinking this is enough. Well, so so not ready would be one thing. Yeah. Like, if it was not ready, I would have been like, okay, cool. Like, I, I can forgive that. Like, Cyberpunk, when it came out, it's like, this is a train wreck. They're idiots for releasing it. But, like, you could tell what it was trying to be. Yeah. This game is finished. It's not like it was buggy. It just isn't a game. It's a steaming turd. It's not interesting. Like, it's not interesting at if, all. If anybody, if I worked in a game company, I don't care if I'm the janitor. If I worked in a game company... 
and I find out that the that a game that's about to be released starts with a 40-minute cutscene, I will take an axe to the servers to prevent it being released. Like, but would it be a fire axe with a wooden handle? It would. <laughs> How uh, many swings would it take? Just the one. <laughs> I'd be really angry. Like, it is unacceptable that that many people were involved in a product that got released that starts as terribly as that game. Forget the rest of the game, which is also crap. Just the fact that that got released is inexcusable. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to think of God, I can't even think of another uh game that I played recently that just had a mundane and boring intro and I on I honestly can't. Not that because, bad. Like a lot of no, no, not that bad. No. Like I know um oh god. I mean, I was I, I thought the Hogwarts Legacy intro was too long. And yeah, it was oh, like it was like a minute or two. It oh, was the cutscene, yeah. Yeah, but that ended. That was yeah, that, but that was still kind of an explosive ending there too. Well, that's the thing. There was at least some like good it was, payoff. It was it was action and there was payoff and everything yeah. else. And even then, I was like, "This is too long. Can I skip it?" Because I'm like, I I don't really care. Especially on a second playthrough, you'd be like, "Fuck off." Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was too long. Mm -hmm. It was a minute or two. Yeah. This game like unacceptable. Mm -hmm. But Hogwarts also did the slightly more sensible thing where it wasn't most of the sort of cutscene stuff. Some of it was, but most of it was like intermixed with actual like sort of video. They, yeah. Most of it was game engine, but it had like some extra zhuzhing. Yeah. Um, part of my problem was that the game, it was just so very obvious that you were in the game engine. Like I would have rathered a video cutscene because... Um, like I was trying to look around at the floating cities as you were flying through and it kept like snapping my view back and it's like, no, 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 you're supposed to be looking forward. It's like, fuck off. Let me There's look nothing to see looking yeah. forward. Nothing. Clouds? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's, yeah. Ridiculous <laughs> bullshit. If you think we're talking out of our ass and you actually liked the game, please do tell us why. I'm not trying to judge anyone. I just, I went in looking for something redeeming about this game and found nothing i'm gonna put this one on into uh the file of another yet another game that i was really looking forward to that just completely failed to meet expectations it's horribly just badly dog shit yeah yeah just dog shit like, true shit and again let me reiterate do not spend a hundred dollars on this game okay <laughs> just what Adrian said earlier, get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, because then that way if you have a decent PC at home, you got your PC. If you got an Xbox Series X, yeah. great. Okay. And then 21, whatever, however much it is for Game Pass Ultimate for a month, that's in, that's like still going to be three quarters less than what you would yeah. pay for this game. And then well, you can go download an actually good game yeah, and, and have yeah. more fun. But that's the ticket. Please <laughs> do not, do not fucking buy this game. Yeah, you, you can download this, find out it's horrible... And then with the rest of your month, you can play High on Life or something else, which yeah, is like... amazing games. Ah, yeah. High on Life was fun. High on Life was fun. It was fun. That was I, fun. I don't know that I'd go amazing, but it was fun. It was a good game. Or you could download Power Wash Simulator because tomorrow Ayo. the new Midgar DLC comes out and you can help clean up Midgar. Yay. And make the Buster Sword pretty and shiny again. Yay. Tomorrow being yesterday, which would be Friday. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yep. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're in the future. Yeah. The past. I, I was counting forward from the last previous. Uh, yes, we're in the past. That's right. For you. 
Um, You're in the future. I've been playing. Well, I I played through a chunk of Power Wash Simulator. Mm -hmm. I I had not gotten around to it, but uh, Sarah had mentioned it. I think it was when the Tomb Raider DLC yep. came yeah. out. I was like, I should really grab that again. Game Pass shout out. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, well, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's fun. It's, it's relaxing. It's something. Yeah, it, it's it stimulates the good parts of your brain. It's fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know that I would call it fun, but it is fulfilling. So. Well, you know what stimulated the good parts of my brain and was fun for me? What's that? Going through and playing the Metroid Prime Remaster on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, you said you finished mm-hmm. that up. Eh? Yeah, my God. Man. I, you know, I love that game when it came out on GameCube, and when they did this remaster, holy crap, did they do this right. So... Visually, yes, everything is improved. It runs really, really, really good. They give you a variety of control options. So you could do like the classic GameCube style that they had. But man, playing this series, playing Metroid Prime with twin stick controls, holy fuck does it make the game so much easier to control. So before it was just literally your one stick would, would turn and move forward and stuff. But then you'd have to hold uh, one of the trigger buttons to like, to like aim aim around but you'd be stuck in place uh-huh. right like that was the gamecube version of it because you'd use the the d-pad to change between your different visors and then the c-stick would change between your different guns so they made it dual stick my only beef with met the remaster is when you you have a charge beam and normally you'd fire like every one button press would be pew 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 well they made it so that when you hit it once if you hit it and hold it your gun will do like a three-shot burst and then charge. Oh. And I hate that. That's weird. I hate mm-hmm. that. That is weird. I really, really wish they would patch that out and just give an option so you don't have to do that because it really fucks yeah. up a lot of the combat. Like, there's certain enemies where, um, I'll say, uh, these, um, they're called wave pirates. They're, um, they're a space pirate that uh, you get a wave gun and their suit is purple, obviously. Like, the wave trooper sure. is what they're sure, called, sure. sorry but they're weak to that gun. So if you charge a shot and hit them, they'll be like stunned and electrocuted. Right. But when you, a second in the GameCube version, you fire and then you just hang on to the button again and it would charge again. And by the time it charges up, it's just coming out of being stunned and you fire it and then second shot kills them. Okay. Well, because it, it instantly fires another shot, it fucks up your timing so that by the time it's charged, he's already unstunned and he's fucked off. So it's like, oh shit. So you have to like kind of relocate. Yeah, that, that sounds like an intentional choice to make it more difficult. Well, I mean, it's it's not really that difficult. It was just more of an annoying. It's just annoying. Like it's really annoying. It sounds I, like it's a quality of life update yeah. that should have there should have been an option for in like an accessibility section. I find most video games equate difficulty to annoyingness, like the, the yeah. difficulty slider in most games or, or options. I find 90% of the time it just changes how annoying the game is to mm. play. So those are the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was the, that was the, uh, that was the, that was my fun for yeah. the past little bit. But uh, how, it's, tell me, Adrian, how is your space program going in a uh, KSP2? I have murdered so many Kerbals. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's going well. Uh, so I, I posted a, a short video. So if, if for some reason you haven't seen it, I, when I posted the, the quick tips uh, video, I did not send it out to subscribers because I assume most of our podcast listeners probably don't care about KSP2 quick tips. But uh, if you are playing KSP2 and you haven't seen it, check it out. I, uh, one of the tips is super important. It's about uh, enabling graphics workers 
and uh, it'll make your game run, in my case, 20% faster. So get that. Um, the video showed those results too. Yeah, it's true. Yes. I, I included proof of it in the, yes. yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. It's, well, I've been mostly enjoying it. Uh-oh. Well, it's, um, <laughs> it's an early access mode. Yeah, so, well, so, so it's interesting. Um, I'm going to rag on, on some of the content creators that I actually really respect. Uh, so Scott Manley did a decent job. Um, I'm sorry, I just wish I had some popcorn for this. <laughs> Um, so, so there was a handful of creators that, uh, posted streaming, like stream play and everything else. And uh, most of them fucked it up pretty badly. (laughs) 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 And then, and these are, these are people that I, I respect and everything else. And I'm not saying that my, my like hour and a half of streaming was, you know, the gold standard by any means, but, um, simple things like. The number of... I don't know. You did make an X-Wing. I Well, I tried. Uh, yeah, actually, the X-Wing turned out okay. Yeah, yeah. it was the TIE Fighter that sucked. The TIE Fighter was so good. <laughs> the TIE Fighter didn't work so well. Nope. I, I, I could have done better with some extra time. Um, but um, the number of videos uh, that are out there right now that talk about, like, oh, you can't, like, see how much fuel is in your tanks and stuff like that. It's like... Yeah, you just open the resource manager. It's it's a button that you click, and then it shows you how much, and you can transfer fuel and, and everything else. Who would think that fuel is a resource? Right, <laughs> like like there's just there was a bunch of stuff that that people had put out that I feel like they just didn't explore the game at all before they they posted. And and to be fair, there was the early look stuff where uh, a bunch of them got uh, brought out to Europe um, by the ESA to do like a early preview of the early access so it was the same game but they got it a few days ahead to play with it mm-hmm. on like screaming fast computers and they could record and everything which is cool uh, kudos to esa to do that for doing that and everything else super great um and those videos there was a lot of that sort of like oh this doesn't seem like i can't do this or whatever and it's like okay cool you're you're on a f- unfamiliar computer you've got a time limit for this like i, I get those videos are, are a little sketchy uh, but then there are follow-up streams when these same content creators like got hold of the game in early access a bunch of them went live and they're still like not finding these options and they're talking about oh this feature doesn't exist yet and it's like yes it does it absolutely does just click the fucking button uh so like that's i i wasn't sure i was gonna go live because i was having a lot of trouble uh you know keeping rockets stable and everything else and it took me a little while to figure out workarounds for all of the many 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 bugs in the game but i i figured it out and went live later that night so that i had some clue how to play and uh clearly i was one of the few that did that because so many of the videos that were out in the first 48 hours are uh pretty bad like Hmm. they're they're entertaining but in terms of actual like gameplay and everything else they're they're pretty atrocious Hmm. um so yeah, but I mean, I respect all of those those creators. I, I love their content. It just struck me as odd that they 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 even got the preview and they couldn't manage to like click the fucking button. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, if if you're watching this and being like, "Wait, how the hell do I do that?" Uh, just check again the KSB two tips in in under ninety seconds. Uh, I posted it uh, a few days ago, and I go through most of the important bits. Um. But I've been enjoying it. It's great. I have landed on various bodies around the solar system, uh, or 
Kerbal system. Anyways, I desperately am waiting for uh, them to fix the maneuver nodes. There are bugs in the maneuver mo nodes, so you can like plan out intercepts and everything. Normally not a big deal. I can hit orbiting bodies and everything else easily enough because I know orbital mechanics, but when I'm trying to rendezvous two ships and dock them in orbit, yeah. <laughs> I, I can do it, but it takes about three times as long as it should because the, the maneuver nodes are not great yet. So like that's stopping me a little bit from really exploring because like to, to go out to the bigger the Jupiter equivalent and everything. Mm -hmm. You really kind of want to put up a couple of things and then dock them so that you can refuel and everything else. And mm -hmm. uh, right now, that's a bit of a nightmare in the game. So I've been not playing it as much as I could have, but it's super cool. Loving the graphics upgrades. Um, loving the new wings and everything else. Uh, I upgraded my graphics card to a 4070 the day that it came out. Uh, the, well, technically the night before it came out. Uh, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt because I know a lot of people aren't able to play very well. They're, they're using older graphics cards. So the game did effectively cost me like $1,300 Canadian, <laughs> but, uh, worth it. Kerbal yeah. is the best game I've ever played and continues to be the best game I've ever played. So even better than Tibia. Tibia was the most, uh, or Morris Cave. Wow. Well, okay. Morris came. I don't know. Uh, Tibia was more addictive than Kerbal, but uh, no, Kerbal's better. Yeah. Kerbal's better. So I was going to say, uh, because obviously uh, Kerbal isn't really my kind of game. What? Um, yeah. I'm a bit of a dumbass, so <laughs> I, I don't have the, uh, I, I'm not, I, I, it's just not my game. But what do you what do you consider like the biggest differences between the first and the second one so at, far anyway at the moment the biggest difference is uh that ksb2 is buggy as shit <laughs> uh, <laughs> early access and um so the right now so to be clear if you are not a major ksb1 fan there is zero point in getting ksb2 right now unless you just plan to buy it and leave it in your library until it's more complete because the price will go up when early access ends. So is like the UI, the UI all the same and stuff too? No, mostly. That, yeah? Well, there are, so there are some distinct upgrades. So I would say that there are like probably half a dozen or so quality of life upgrades that are like, oh, come on, that was desperately needed. But then about 20 bugs that kind of like tip the scales <laughs> and make it like it is not a better game than KSP1. Yeah. But after a handful of bug fixes and after the next major update, you bet your ass it'll be better. So, um, for instance, you can actually build multiple ships in the vehicle assembly building, which you never could before. You had one root component and that was it. So it used to be like building a rocket with a lander in it as a payload was a bit of a faff. You could do sub assemblies and you could get it to work, but it was a pain in the ass. Whereas now you build your rocket. And then beside it, you build your lander. And then when you're done, you just take your lander and put it in the rocket. Done. Huge upgrade. Um, and there's there's other things like that. That uh, like actually the transfer, the resource transfer that everybody's saying you can't get to, actually works way better than the old one. So mm -hmm. so that's good too. But at the same time, you know, sometimes your rocket will just explode for no reason. So <laughs> you know, giveth and take. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> Uh, the one that I, when I was doing the live stream, uh, which I, I'm going to chop it up a bit and, and throw clips of it up on the channel, but um, the one uh, time that I was undocking, trying to land on the moon, it just 
blew up my rocket. <laughs> <laughs> and then I discovered that if I if I angled my rocket, angled it so that it was parallel to the ground, then it didn't seem to blow up my rocket. But mm-hmm. things like that, just it's it's buggy as shit. But it will be much better in the long term. Uh, they're going to add multiplayer, which is going to be amazing. And they're going to add interstellar travel, which will be amazing. But for now, it's a prettier, crappier version of KSP-1. So did you find that the music made it harder? (laughs) That was a wonderful segue. Um, So I I saw this, uh, actually, I I forget even what site I saw this Uh, on. Lifehacker. Lifehacker, that's right. Um, There was was an article asking, talking about um, game music making your game harder. And it's, it's true. Uh, I read a little bit of the article. It was actually a little bit slapdash, if I do say so. Um, but I know some of the underlying uh, details around this phenomenon. Well, that's a long-ass URL. Jeez. I will <laughs> shorten that one. Um, yeah, Chad just posted it into the, the doc, and it's like this long. Uh, anyway, so, so people have been noticing. Uh, this article was written by somebody who's noticed that... Um, some people mute the game when they're in a particularly difficult spot because it helps them get through it. And this is very true. Uh, modern games have like uh, stress tracks is what I sort of refer to them as where, you know, you're in a you're in a boss fight. So the music changes to be like boss fighty, which is fine. And it's immersive and it's cool, but it also actually disrupts your concentration uh, back in the day. And there have been a bunch of like psychology papers and everything else written on this there most of the mario brothers music and everything else like a lot of that stuff was specifically designed to not screw with your concentration tetris is a great example where the music does not screw with Mm -hmm. your concentration well when it gets closer to the top and it just goes faster right then then it's kind of like yeah well but the entire game runs faster so so like the loop is the loop always matches the tempo of the game whereas mm. in modern games that's not true the game doesn't speed up but the yeah. music does yeah and that throws you off because one of the things that you do is you use the game music as essentially a metronome you mm-hmm. pace like in mario brothers if you are playing a game of mario brothers and then you just change the music before a jump you're more likely to miss the jump oh, i want to try that now yeah it's they this was one of the studies that I saw a long time ago. Don't ask me to find it. I, I maybe I'll manage, but I'm not gonna spend much time looking for it. Um but they they ran a test and they they would play the Mario Brothers theme song mm-hmm. and then like just before certain jumps they would change the music and, and the miss rate went massively up because your brain uses that backing track as a metronome. And in modern games, A, that's harder because they don't tend to loop like they used to. Yeah. They're they're actually scored soundtracks. And they tend to change tempo and everything else. Uh, with Tetris, not really a problem because it gradually speeds up as the level goes, but mm. the metronome effect still works. Mm. Uh, and so that actually mm-hmm. legitimately screws with your ability to play the game. Yeah. I don't think they'd be able to make music in the same way quite as well like currently now yeah. anyway because game gameplay is a lot more yeah. dynamic than it was before it's it, it's sure. taken a lot more of a, a movie standpoint both music yeah. and in gameplay itself so the one uh, the one example that the writer of this article uh referenced was uh they were playing uh sekiro uh shadows die twice which 
is a FromSoft game, so you know it's hard. It's uh, one of those, you know, it's a Souls like. Um, and there was a boss battle. Uh, it was a two-part boss fight against uh, a, a sword fight against an enemy called Genshiro Oshina. Um, and he said that it was a major roadblock for him. And after dozens of failed failed attempts, he uh, searched for some tutorials. And then somebody had mentioned just to turn the in-game music off. He did that and said it actually made it easier because he found he was able to focus more on uh, mm-hmm. learning the pattern, the attacks, and all that stuff. Yep. And it makes a lot of sense. Incidentally, this is also why you and many other people really like games like uh, Metal Hellsinger. Because yes. the, the entire game is built around embracing that metronomic mm-hmm. effect. Yeah. Um, Hi-Fi Rush just did that as well. Yeah. Uh, again, another Game Pass game that uh, was released recently. It's That's a Devil May Cry, but it has that rhythmic attacking yep. uh, hack and slash yep. uh, beat to it. So. Yeah, uh, and so so like this is a very well known uh, thing. You're you know the music that is playing affects your ability to react to what's in the game. Mm-hmm. Both because if the music is distracting you, I mean if you're playing death metal while trying to play a game, that's probably going to distract the shit out of you, unless you happen to be super into death metal, which is cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, but also, if the tempo of the music doesn't match the tempo of the game, which match is a bit of a nebulous term there, but if, if they don't match, then that does actually create a bit of dissonance. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it'll it'll throw you right the hell off. I just want to just clarify, because I was looking through this article just now as well. They didn't turn down the sound in the games. They turned off the music. Yeah, so they still, had all, they still had all the audio. Well, just the way Adrian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so they still had all the audio cues on, which uh, when, when you were first talking, like, ooh, I use audio, audio cues a lot when I'm playing. So, but yeah, yeah they left those on, which makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it, it's almost always the music. Because, of course, the sound effects, theoretically at least, match with what's happening in the mm-hmm. game. If they didn't, that would be a... That would also be really distracting, but well, even like uh, like this kind of makes sense too. And I actually might go and try this with uh, Elden Ring mm-hmm. because like I I love Elden Ring. It's fantastic game. Um, but yeah, like uh, in some boss fights when they go to another stage and then the music kind of changes and becomes this grand thing, and you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's yeah, it hundred percent. I'm gonna, I, I really want to try this now. Yeah, it makes a big difference, uh, or at least it can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's lots of studies that have been done. So, like, I I only skimmed the article, um, but when I saw the article title, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I I actually know a bit about that. Uh, that's that is a well known phenomenon, and modern games are especially guilty of doing it poorly. I mean, it's not. It's just as Sarah was saying and the, and you phrased it well is like it's just different, right? Like mm-hmm. modern games, they don't have the simple control scheme and they don't have, you know, you can't really like loop a soundtrack to a modern game that mm-hmm. really works well. Um so instead they go for scores and and that's great. It sounds awesome and the immersion's awesome, but it it can screw with your ability to actually play. Even in like the old uh, the old Resident Evil games, when you would get into like a kind of suspenseful uh, mm-hmm. a suspenseful moment, the music would always be like dun 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 yep dun dun, <laughs> yeah. and you you're like because it would instinctively make you like start freaking out, and you're like shit 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 shit, and you're like the tank controls, and you're trying to turn and hit the hit the right damn shit oh, yeah. oh shit, shit oh, you know yep. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's absolutely a thing. So yeah, it, it's worth trying. Like if you are struggling with a boss fight, it is actually worth turning the music off. I actually play a lot of games with the music off uh, because there are certain games that I find the music elevates, but a lot of games I'm like, I'll listen to my own damn music. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> There's a uh, Skyrim I, I played with no music because I wanted the world to be my soundtrack. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Like sights and sounds like you could hear like enemies yeah, yep. if somebody was there, if something was approaching you, you'd be like, huh? Okay, okay gotcha. And mm-hmm. uh, Horizon, I turned the music off in uh, both Horizon games as well. Oh, I never noticed that. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, and there's some games, I can't remember which one, but there was, uh, there were some games where the music would kind of fuck up the loading of the game. Mm-hmm. So it would, it, it did this weird thing where it would, um, it would cause a bit of slowdown whenever the the music would change. Like if you were, it was an open world game. I can't think of it off offhand at the moment, but you'd be going somewhere and then you'd get into a fight and the music would change and it would cause like a stutter in like gameplay. Sure. And then it was like, and then the music would kick in and everything would go back to normal. But then once it died down, it would kind of stutter again. So I killed the music on it and it completely got rid of that. That's and I wish I could, I wish I could re- remember the game. It was a recent one and I can't remember what it was Bugs. Yeah. Yeah, um, I want to say it was Ghost of Tsushima, but I don't think it was. Yeah, but anyway, I, I will say uh, one of the things that I did at one point when I was playing Skyrim, which uh, this would work better if you had, if the game had it built in somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually set up with a Stream Deck. Uh, this was this was when I used to subscribe to Epidemic Sound, where I I now subscribe to Artlist. If anyone's curious. Um, they have all kinds of like nature ambience. So while you're playing Skyrim, you can just have like, just to, instead of doing the music, just to like kick it up a notch, you can be like, ah, I'm in a forest, play me some forest. I mean, there's and, literally mods for that one too. Yeah. Well, and that's, so that's the thing. Like yeah. Skyrim, of course, if you can think of something, there's a mod for yes. it, which is one of the reasons why it's such a great game still, because it's modded to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was something that I did way back when I was playing Skyrim. And there was one other game that I did it with as well. And it it adds a lot of ambiance. Just instead of having music, having legitimate yeah. like ambiance. Even so. even the in the soundtrack because I love the Skyrim soundtrack. I it's on my reading playlist for um, especially fantasy books. The Skyrim atmospheres. It's forty five minute track and mm-hmm. it's like light piano, just kind of like the stuff that's happening when you're out running around the world. But there's a lot of nature sound in the background of that one as well, and that one's yeah. really nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I can't wait to play the Skyrim re-re-remastered version on the PS6 (laughs) (laughs) and the Xbox Series XXX. Damn right. I can't wait. Series born. Uh, born. (laughs) Yeah, I, I... I do wonder what X, what Microsoft's going to call the next Xbox. Like their naming schemes are just fucking atrocious, which is so weird to me actually. Because Windows, they decided a while back to to stop with the bullshit. They they went to Windows ten and then eleven. Well, they can't because PlayStation's doing that. I suppose. Yeah. PlayStation and literally everything else in the world is doing it. Uh, yeah, it's just so weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, What's the next one going to be? Series Y. <laughs> X-Balls. Yeah, X-Balls. <laughs> X-Balls. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do either of you remember what I told you to not let me forget to talk about tonight? I thought it was this. The, was, was it this? Was it the, I thought you didn't want to talk about it because it was something that uh, you weren't sure about. Was it the, the deals thing? 
Oh yeah, no, no, that's exactly what it was. Oh, okay. Uh, Xbox store deals. Um, I read an article a little while ago that talked about for you deals on the Xbox store, and and if you've seen the article, you can ignore what I'm about to say. Um, these are deep discounts that are specific to you. Uh, so these are you'll happen to be browsing the web, uh, the Xbox store, or the Windows store, and. Uh, FIFA will be 80% off just for you uh, and they're inconsistent and when I initially read the article I was like oh that looks super cool so I went looking because I thought maybe it's not in Canada maybe it's whatever couldn't find any so I, I was like okay I'm not gonna talk about this on the podcast because I, I who knows if this is legitimate or not maybe it's specific to region or something uh, but I have seen them since I, I got the there were like five Xbox doesn't know me very well yet, so they were all kind of dumb recommendations, but... Uh, you don't like FIFA? I don't play FIFA, and if I was going to, I don't know that I'd spend the money on the latest... Well, I suppose it was cheap, so maybe I would, but... But it's um, football. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not a sports game person. I've never got into them. Anyways, um, they exist. They're in Canada. Uh, I can recommend that uh, you take a look on the Xbox store. They don't announce them. They don't tell you about them or anything else. They just happen to be there when you're looking. Uh, and this is not... Very the, sneaky. Yeah, very sneaky. Yeah, this is not, to be clear, the deals for you, which is just a collection of deals that they think you'll like. This is... The price will actually say, like, just for you or for you. I forget what it is. And it'll be, like, a special price and significant discount specific to your account. Um, so keep goal! <laughs> what the hell was that? Goal. Oh, goal. I thought you said goal. <laughs> I thought you were like calling. <laughs> I can't wait till you start playing FIFA. <laughs> I don't want to play FIFA. <laughs> we're going to peer pressure you into playing FIFA now. No. <laughs> I don't want to play FIFA. <laughs> I'll only play FIFA if we live stream it and one of you plays with me. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Damn, I thought that might work. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, On that cheerful note. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there was anything else. That was exactly what I, I wanted to remember, so thank you. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't remember anything. I, there has not been... This podcast has turned into a video game podcast, and and that is not an intentional thing. Um, no. There just has not been a lot of board game stuff of interest. I mean, we've called out a couple of the Kickstarters yeah. lately and everything else, but uh, there is not a lot going on that I've seen in the world of board yeah. games. I mean, Wizards and Wizards has done some more 1D&D stuff, and I think there was a new campaign book that just came out recently, yes. but... What was that Humble Bundle you were telling us about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the... Um... I gotta find it. Was it humble or was it something? It was else? a humble bundle. It was uh, um, it was to help the uh, Turkey. If uh, if anybody know knew that has heard about the earthquakes that hit uh, Turkey and Syria, it caused uh, quite a fair bit of devastation to those countries. Um, Humble's doing a bundle, um, and all of the proceeds are going to help support um, the people of Turkey and Syria. It is the and I found the. Thing on my gaming clan forum it is the turkey syria earthquake relief bundle yep um yeah there are a lot of good items on this um pathfinder they have the core book for uh kingmaker and as well as the starfinder core rulebook 
uh, Saga, the comic series. If anybody's ever read, want to read a good comic series, Saga is definitely one I highly recommend. So they have good. they have the first ten volumes uh, available. Um, if you pay at least forty dollars and eighteen cents Canadian, which I'm sure that's less than American. Um, Gotham Knights is on there. Ghost Runner, XCOM Two. There's a ton of games on here. There's, there's Monaco and Zombie Driver, both of which I have and are decent games. Um, yeah, it's $30 US. And yeah, I, I actually uh, will probably pick this one up because I actually wanted the Kingmaker Pathfinder stuff. Anyways, mm-hmm. this seems mm-hmm. like a good time to get it. Uh, yeah, thank you for And it goes towards a, a good thing too. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, um, always yep. good. We'll uh, we'll put a link uh, down there for y'all, but uh, definitely check that out and you know help the people over there. They, you know, they need that help. There's a good, good cause. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. With that, we'll uh, we'll say good night or good day or good morning good or afternoon for us. That's the one that In I the didn't say. Future past. Good I was gonna grief. say yeah. From the future, looking back, it's the afternoon, morning, yesterday. All right, we're my head hurts. <laughs> uh, tell three friends, like and subscribe, uh, and let us know a. If you liked Atomic Heart, which we assume you didn't. B Y. <laughs> B Y. Uh and and C, let me know. Um I'm actually curious. We're gonna start posting some more uh short stuff on the channel. For now, we're gonna keep the subscriber feed turned off on those videos. But I am actually curious how many people who are watching the podcast uh would like us to actually send those out. The only difference is you don't get the notification. So yeah. let us know. Cheers. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk to you next time. Tiddly! Bye. <laughs> atomic Heart is such bullshit. <laughs> Fuck Atomic Heart. <laughs>